Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Coming at you from this lovely weekend. The weather has been pretty good. Very windy. This this afternoon got super windy for like 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. I haven't been outside much today. Well, well, I mean, I I saw it. It's pretty wild. And I was hearing it. Mm. Anyway. uh, What's new? Um, Just recorded something that I can't announce yet. But... I'm pretty excited about it. Great. Uh, what's new with us? Should we report on the Disney's hundred and some odd dollar evening event we went to? Oh yeah, sweethearts night. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of Matt's birth that birthday. One of Matt's Christmas presents from me. Yeah, Dodo hooked us up with uh it was a sun it was sunday evening so we recorded and and then we went and we went to disneyland which if you know us which i think you do at this point right very unusual for us situation leave the house (laughs) much Uh, less on a sunday night right (laughs) and then to go to something that ended at one o'clock in the morning I mean, needless to say, we did not stay until one. No. But we actually stayed a little later than I thought we were going to. We made it into the 11s, everybody. Yeah. This was an event that started at 9 And I actually think if we had been like staying overnight, we would have stayed later. Well, yeah, we'd be staying overnight. Yeah. But I was like, oh, we got to get, you know, we had a babysitter. We'd get back to Holly. We like we, we had to drive. We had to drive. Back to the, to the north of Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, getting down there was a, you know, about an hour. Getting back was like 35 minutes. 
That was nice. You know, no traffic when you're leaving the theme park at 1130 on a Sunday <laughs> night because no one else would be doing that. Anyway, this was, was one of their cute. they do like throughout the year. They do these kind of themed um, after hours events. And I'd I'd seen your a- oogie boogie bashes. Your not so scary Halloweens, your uh, holiday Christmas thing. I don't remember the name of. And they do this one around Valentine's Day called Sweetheart's Night. And I was like, well, that would be fun for Matt, for Matt and me to go to that. Like, I personally, per- I, like, I like Disneyland at night because it's not hot. And it's. <laughs> well, yeah. The sun is a is aggressive in Anaheim. So. Um, and also at these special events, the capacity is a little more limited and so you can go on more rides and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so we went. And the lines are extra long for various photo ops that Dory and I do not care about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... I was like excited to see the rescuers from uh, the movie The Rescuers and The Rescuers Down Under. <laughs> Two costumed characters you rarely see out and about, <laughs> They were, but they were in a line. They're at the end of a line uh, for a photo op, and I did not need to wait 35 to 50 minutes to take a photo with them, but I was happy to see them. Yeah. Mickey and Minnie together in matching uh, adorable outfits. Again, didn't need to wait in a line. Got to see them. (laughs) Then there were these cardboard cutout things. Uh, Not cardboard, you know, like probably like mm, particle board or something. Uh, little photo ops. One was uh, Lady and the Tramp. Another was, I don't even know, but there were excessively long lines for those and there weren't even characters there. Whoa. Just go sit and take a photo in front of a backsplash. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it was fun. It was also just fun to have like a date night, which is something we don't do that much. Rode some rides. Yep. Got in what I would describe as the heaviest Pirates of the Caribbean boat I've ever seen in my life. Um, and just the day before, Pirates had broken down for like an hour. Somebody took on water. It was all over TikTok. <laughs> um, but we did not take on water, but it was it was a pretty heavy boat. I realized it was like, we were on the way back, and then it was pretty much all men except for me and maybe one other woman yeah it was like just giant just giant <laughs> and dudes. giant dudes <laughs> like people that were taller than me uh it was it was bizarre it was yeah. a bizarre boat to be on but i like you could feel it you could feel every and i like tried to shift over to like balance it out <laughs> yeah sit in the middle henry and i went on the train today together by ourselves the birthday party oh you did yes because he wanted to do that and there was no indication of when it might happen if like a group from the party was going or anything like that Mm. and we were already over on that side of travel town so we bought tickets and he was adamant about handing the ticket to the Mm -hmm. to the conductor he's like (laughs) he was like hmm why is it not why is the gate not open? What are we waiting for? And then he like ducks under the line and then goes and looks at the fence. He goes, oh, the engineer is still letting people off, Dita. And then he comes back to the, <laughs> where I was standing in line to tell me. Um, and that, oh, he was very excited. I've shifted topics to today, everybody. Uh, Matt took Henry to a birthday party today at Travel Town. I did, but I also had to, I took him. Which he, is a big, we should explain what it is for people who aren't in LA. Uh, it's a public uh, portion of Griffith Park that is a train museum, essentially. Uh, a lot of old engines and train cars and a large model, and scale model railroad layout. Um all volunteers that, that that work there it's it's cool so we were there for a birthday party which we've been to a few birthday parties there because it's a popular spot to you know because where else can you have real trains and children's birthday parties i don't know anyway we left early because he wanted to leave mm. so i was like we'll just kill time somewhere <laughs> and then uh, we were driving in Burbank, and I saw Wiener Schnitzel. Uh huh. And I took Henry to Wiener Schnitzel. You did? Yes. 
and got him a plain hot dog with ketchup. And he was he was like, he's like, dude, I love this. He's <laughs> like, I love this. The hot dog's very good, and so is the ketchup, and so is the bun. <laughs> And then we finished, we, we wrapped it up, and he's like, he's like, that was a really good idea, stopping for a snack like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he suddenly started talking like a like a man. <laughs> Just like I, I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah. It's been a while since I had a hot dog, and I was like, yeah. You said that this morning. He's like, yeah. Tita, it's been a while since you had a hot dog too, and I was like, yes, it had been. So our yearly hot dog count is up to one, everybody. Wow. Congratulations. It's January, February, so I feel like we're we got to seize this Easter season coming by the horns. Is Easter hot dog season? No, I'm just saying. I was just trying to think of another word for spring. Oh, gotcha. And that's sort of what came out for some reason, but let's dwell on it. I, it was probably the wrong choice. I <laughs> <laughs> uh. hope you're happy now. Wow. Anyway, yeah, Henry and I did that. Like, of course, the second he gets there, he has to use the bathroom. And then he insists on, like, he beeline for the bathroom. So I'm still holding the present and his water. And I take him into the bathroom. He he tells me he has to poop. (laughs) He asks me, he's like, do you bring my headphones? I was like, no. But it's okay, because you're with me. We can go in here and use the urinal. Nothing has to flush. He's like, I have to poop, Dita. (laughs) I was like, okay. He's like, will you hold me while I poop? So I'm like, okay, let's go in this big stall. And we go in the stall that has, and I'm like, it's concrete. And there's like a toilet. And I'm like holding the present. And I'm like, I can't put the present down on the floor here. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what am I going to do? And then I see a changing table in the stall, and I undo the changing <laughs> table, and I put the present on there and the thing. And then I come over, and he's like, he's, I have to kneel down in front of him. And he grabs onto me like this and holds mm-hmm. me. He's got his arms, like, on my shoulders. <laughs> then he goes, that was pee. Then he goes, that was poop. <laughs> And when he finished up, he insisted on leaving the facility before the toilet was flushed. So I'm like, all right, bud, go ahead. And I just hear a little voice. Okay, Dina. (laughs) I flush it and walk out. And then he's like trying to wash his hands in the water bubbler in the fountain. Oh, no. I was like, no, no, no. Not that he touched any; he didn't touch anything. Right, but, but still, yeah. Um, and then, what else did we do? There was some great cupcake situation happening that Henry was very excited about. He wanted to go in and and have a cupcake while we celebrated the birthday of his uh, of his friend, and he. I had like half a cupcake. Well, we he was like regulated himself. Yeah. He, well, we had a conversation about that when we were walking Bo this morning. Mm-hmm. He wanted to know how he could not choke up at the. That's what he calls throwing up. Yeah, at the birthday party because the last birthday party we went to, he vomed. Right. And it was not pretty. <laughs> well, there you go. He's self-aware now. And I said, well, you know, I think part of it was that you didn't have enough like real food in your tummy before you ate the cake. Which is why I went and got him a hot dog. Oh, you did that before? Yes. Oh, got it. It was on the way there. Oh, I was on the way there. Because okay. there was a, you know, it was that part you turn on to Forest Lawn. Right. Where you go straight and we were like, we would have arrived at 10.04. Right, and the party didn't start until like, 10.30. I was like, bud, we're going to go get a snack. He's like, that okay, what are we going to get, Dita? Um, so we talked about that. You know, I was like, I think, you know, you need to have some real food in your tummy and then maybe also eat it slowly so that your body kind of processes it as you're eating it. He's like, did I choke up because I ate it too fast last time? And I said, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Honestly, it's like he gets excited and just starts coughing and then the coughing leads to vomiting. Yeah. But I do think part of it is not having real food in his stomach. 
Right. Well, I so did my best smart. to take care of that. That was smart to get some real food in his stomach. Yeah, we were the only, he was like, we're the only two people in here. I'm like, it's, it's 10, 10 o'clock in the morning, morning. on a Sunday. <laughs> I think we're probably going to be the only people in the wiener schnitzel for a while. He was like, I like it here. <laughs> so then we were sitting in like, he wanted to sit up on the window. They had like these window seats at the tall chairs. We're sitting at the window that faces the parking lot. That faces, you know, the, a stone wall and then a house next to it. And he's like, dude, look at that house. It's so close to hot dogs. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it would be pretty cool to live there, right? He's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so. So you're looking at houses within a 60-foot radius of Wienerschnitzel? Apparently. That's, that's, <laughs> he'd be very happy there. Uh, now, back to the Disney thing. You know, it was interesting. They weren't like... The we had we had gone to the Christmas one in Disney, in Disney World, World, yeah, two a year and a half ago or whatever year ago, um, and that one like it was like soda and popcorn was free. Mm-hmm. They had like cookies and stuff, holiday cookies were free and stuff, and then this Disneyland event was like no no no, yeah nothing none of free. that for you yeah. Also, please wait wait forty five minutes in line for a pink churro. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And there are the Mickey shaped beignets that like no, everybody. I'm sorry, yes. Heart shaped beignets instead of the Mickey shaped traditional Mickey shaped beignets that they sell in New Orleans Square in Disneyland. And the line for them was an hour long. Something like that. But who had mobile order? Mobile order while we were driving down there. But I just was also like, I was like, they're just, they're just, they're just shaped slightly differently. What is going on? Yeah. And then I had heart-shaped uh, ravioli. You're welcome. That you described as tasting like Chef Boyardee. As like if Chef Boyardee made short rib raviolis, this is what <laughs> they would taste like. Which is not a knock on anything. I love a good Chef Boyardee. There you go. That's my review of uh, Disney's. How Valentine's Day adventure. Um, well, thank would, you. Would we do it again? I would do it again. There you go. I would do it again, but I would try to stay over if possible. <laughs> Impossible. But I don't know how that would happen. But that would be fun. All right. Good, good, good talk, everyone. Okay. Um, all right. We're going to take a break, but before we do that, let me just remind you, you can email us at dorianmatt at gmail or matt and Dory at gmail and call us or text us at 413-461-BABY. Bo's barking. Hmm. Hmm. We'll never know why. Uh, we'll be right back, everybody. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, 
anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is. That's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel. Thank you. Hey, everybody. We're back and uh, better than never. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Uh, I believe we have a voicemail, Dory. Uh, first up here in the voicemail section of the of our Dropbox. And which one is it? It's new recording six. Great. Six tries. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't work if I do that. Uh, pretend I didn't do that. And then we'll take it from here we go. Hi, Dorian, Matt. This is Megan. I'm calling from Madison, Wisconsin. Um, First of all, thank you so much for all that you do. And I love your um, banter and um, the way that you approach the topics of um, looking from all sides as much as you can and really respecting your um, other people's opinions and your own and making sure those are known as well. But I'm just calling in reference to the most recent podcast and uh, you were talking about how your day was going with Henry and how he's going to be four soon and how it's been really difficult and I just I really appreciate when you talk about the specifics in your day and just the daily monotony and how hard it can be because it is so relatable I have a almost six-year-old and uh, just turned four-year-old a couple weeks ago and I feel so understood and seen when you guys talk about things like that especially um when matt was talking about everything that was going wrong right in a row and it's like what is happening to my life right now um so i just i really appreciate those and you had mentioned something about how people would fall asleep to this episode but i (laughs) I want you to know that i do not find that boring at all and i don't ever want you guys to stop those parts of the episodes so thank you very much um Again, Madison, Wisconsin, uh, almost 2,000 square foot house with uh, one husband, two kids. Nope. Well, we have one fish. Um, (laughs) And then um, we have two TVs. I have no idea what size. And I have had zero hot dogs. Wow. Zero. Thanks again for all you do. Thank you. Uh, Madison. Done some shows in Madison, Wisconsin. I've never been to Wisconsin. Uh, I love, I love Madison. Actually, I've heard it's great. Madison, particularly, is like it's just like a feels like it's just a college town to me. It, it With is. like good theaters and stuff like that. I mean, it is a college town. Well, it feels like it. Okay. And cold. Yeah, cold. Um. Well, I'm glad. I hope you enjoyed my rendition of how to potty in public. <laughs> uh thank you megan appreciate that voicemail b oh 
B, get, get out, out of here, here, B. Oh, no. You gotta close that door. Yeah. I'm just trying to air it out. B, gone. <laughs> Folks. Looking for work. Okay. Um. Here we go. This is an email from Stacy. Yes. Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm a few weeks behind. Okay. But this is not what Matt asked for. He wants to keep listening to his own music, not get kids' music wrecks. I get that. But I feel like the Walt Disney Robin Hood soundtrack is the she and him of kids' soundtracks. <laughs> also, thank you for continuing to make this podcast. I listened from the beginning, but started right around when you got pregnant with Henry. <laughs> he just keeps walking by, looking at us and smiling like... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, bud. <laughs> he looks so delighted. Well, he just like, it was funny because he walked by this way, and looked at us and smiled and then walked by that way. Like, it was like um, when someone, when someone would recognize me in public, mm. it was that kind of a walk by mm-hmm. where it'd be like, well, just, just stop and say, hello, I'm not going to bite. <laughs> Henry, I'm not going to bite. You can come in. Um. Also, thank you for continuing. Okay. Yes. Uh, now I'll- uh, started right around when you got pregnant with Henry and now have my own nine month old science baby. You both brought me a lot of hope and helped provide realistic expectations about the money and how long the IVF process takes. Also, I feel like a while back someone wrote in about egg freezing. There's a New York times article in December about egg freezing an interesting excerpt. Despite more women freezing their eggs in the last decade, fertility experts and endocrinologists don't have clear success rates of live births from frozen eggs. They have only probabilities and a majority of those women don't go back to use their frozen eggs. A small study from 2017 found that only 6% of those who froze their eggs between 1999 and 2014 used them to get pregnant. I'm not anti-egg freezing, but I feel like popular media, e.g. the cosmos, peoples, etc. of the world, present it like it's no big deal. Everyone in their 20s should do it to preserve fertility when it's expensive, time-consuming, and may not be necessary, and also does not guarantee a live birth. Thanks, Stacy. I mean... Is that like, do we see that a lot in popular media? I guess you do. You Cosmos see it in, and you, Cosmopolitan. You see it in like women's media a lot. Gotcha. It's kind of like your, uh, <laughs> egg freezing is kind of like something that would be advertised in like the 60s. Be like, ladies, you can have it all. <laughs> Freeze your eggs. Well, I don't think they, I don't think that was like a, no, I'm, not, I'm saying I'm not saying it was. I'm saying like the way that it is like marketed. Oh, I see. Is like very much of the patriarchy pandering. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To the self-conscious woman who wants a yes, career. Yes, yes, I see what you're saying. Um, he just he just ran by now. Um, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this a bit on the pod. And I think there's starting to be more sort of like healthy skepticism about some of the promises that doctors have made regarding egg freezing, which I think is good. I mean, I think it's like if if you can afford it or your company covers it, then like go ahead, freeze your eggs, but just don't. I think the key is like not to have any kind of outsized expectations about like they they should just be another thing. They shouldn't be like the thing that you're banking on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sperm banking on the other hand, great way to bank things. <laughs> um all right. Well, thank you Stacy. Thank you for listening for continuing to listen to the pod. This is from anonymous. Hello, hope you're all well. I'm writing for some advice on having a second child. Bit of background. After unsuccessfully trying to conceive, we did a round of IVF in January 2020. I have a very low egg count, and my husband has low sperm motility. We got six embryos, two of which fertilized, and both grew to day five and passed genetic testing. And we were lucky enough to get pregnant on our first round, and in November 2020, our daughter was born. I found the birth traumatic and struggled with breastfeeding. My daughter was readmitted with dehydration at five days old. She spent four days in the special care nursery. I struggled with the guilt that I had let my daughter get so sick without realizing what was going on. So I breastfed, um, then topped up with formula. Then I had to pump to increase my supply. I also tried medications to help my supply, none of which really worked. While all of this was going on, I was experiencing what I now know was postnatal depression. 
Our little one is an amazing two-year-old now that makes us laugh, frustrates us, and fills us with joy. I'm still on medication for the PND, but I'm slowly reducing it. So to my question, we still have an embryo in storage. Every six months when the bill comes for storage, we chat about it, don't come to a decision, and just pay it so we can put off the decision. We're about 80% sure we don't want a second child. As much as we would love to give our daughter a sibling, mentally, physically, and financially, it would be a struggle. I've sold or given away her clothes slash toys as she grows out of them and continue to do so. My questions are, anyone change their mind about a second child as their first got older? How do you know if you are one and done? How do you cope with your first asking why they don't have a sibling? And in terms of what to do with the embryo, our clinic has the option of donate to another person, donate to research, or destroy. Anyone have any thoughts on what type of research they do on them? As much as it would be great to give it to someone who needs it, I would be waiting for a knock on the door in 18 years' time. On a side note, toilet training. Has anyone any thoughts on going straight to training with a toilet rather than a potty? We have a D-shaped toilet slash square. Mm. So I'm struggling to find a training seat with steps for it. No hot dogs, big TV, not sure of the inches. But husband would like a bigger one and no idea of the square foot of our house. Thank you, Anonymous. Uh, thanks, Anonymous. I would just do step stool. Yeah. And um, step stool and uh, what do they call those? seats that like henry has what is that yeah like a potty seat it's a potty it's a it's a toilet shrinker yeah (laughs) it's like a little thing you put on top of the toilet seat so his butt doesn't go through the hole of the toilet it makes it so he doesn't have to grip on to me while uh (laughs) so i have to kneel onto a filthy bathroom floor while henry squeezes it out and lets me know what's happening (laughs) okay now in regards to these questions I feel like people have answered some of these before. Henry has not asked about a sibling, at least to me. Not to me either. Uh, Henry seems quite content. To be the only one. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he really does. (laughs) He's a big, uh, he's a big fan of himself. (laughs) All right. uh, So those signals are out. The, I mean, I feel like you change your mind about a second child as your as your first got older. Yeah, of course, but like a lot of good that does. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, sure. that, now that I'm, you know, now that I want Henry to have someone to finish his theme park, I just don't, you know, don't know how that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, he's really weird right now. He is really weird. He keeps swinging by the window. I think he wants us to oh. invite him in. It's a, he, can, he can come in. Henry, come in. Okay. Wow, this is like. <laughs> well, we got we got a voicemail kind of on this topic. Yeah, of Henry coming in. No, of of two kids, one kid. I, I see one point five. That's, yes, that's a good, that's a good round number. Uh, let's do that. I need to get. You can come in, the Henry. Here it is. Hey, Matt Dory, Henry, and Bo. I'm calling about the more than one kid is too many discussion, and I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. My three-year-old is Henry's age, about three and a half, and a one-year-old. And I'm here to say, two is too many. One isn't enough. One and a half, I always say one and a half would be perfect. Like, that is a sweet spot. But, um, yeah, it's it's a lot, you know. And whenever Dory says something or, or Matt says something like, they slept till, you slept till 930 or, you know, you went out, um, you uh, did pickleball you know, or tennis or, you know, dur- during the day, I just think like, oh, gosh, it, that became a impossible to do once we had two. So with one kid, 50% of your time, you're able, you know, if you, in theory, if you split the time with your partner 50-50, 50% of the time you're able to be alone. And once you have a second kid, that goes, that 50% of the alone time goes to 0% alone time, I feel. I, I know I'm in the thick of it with a three-year-old and a one-year-old. But anyway, so wow, it for us personally, it was harder to go from one child to two children than zero to one. 
Um, so anyway, I just want to put it out there. 1.5 kids. That'd be really great. All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for the voicemail. Uh, Henry. What did what did you think of today? Well, I saw that it, it was fixed over there. Oh, there was the light got fixed. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, I know, but when when I got there, one of the lights were doubles. What? Yeah. How? What do you mean? There's a red, two red, two red, yellow, and greens. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but they didn't put the over part yet. Oh, like the little shade? Yeah. Oh, the, the, the horizontal bar that hangs across the street. Okay. Henry, did you have fun this morning when we went when we left the house? Yeah. Did you what did what did you what did we have for snack? Remember when we stopped and got a snack? Hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> did you love it? Yeah. Henry, would you like to live in the house closest to the hot dogs? Uh-uh. You like your house you're in now. Yeah. Hootie doodie. Hootie dong dong. Hootie doodie. Hootie dong dong. Thank you, Henry. That was really nice. Uh, hang on. When are you going to... When are you going to be done recording? Uh, probably in about 20 minutes or so. Well, what time is, what time is Stinky and Dirty? Stinky and Dirty could be in about 16 minutes. So what time? Five o'clock. Okay. What else should we do? What else should we do? Oh, you have more to say on the podcast? Yeah. Okay, what did you did you have fun at Travel Town? Yeah. What was your favorite part? Riding the train. Yeah. Where'd we sit? In the front. We sat in the very front, closest to the diesel. It was great. We went around. How many times did we go around, Henry? Two. Yeah. And then... <laughs> We also did what? What did we do? What else did we do there? I believe you pooped. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. And then you tried to wash your hands in a water bubbler or fountain. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> and then you had how many cupcakes did you have? One. Great job. But not a whole one. No, you didn't have a whole one because you didn't want to choke up. <laughs> It was very... Uh, you see, Mama, it wasn't cake, it was cupcakes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I guess that's different. Yeah. Yeah. Henry, you're very sneaky the way you get up on that mic, and then I have to turn this down. Hoodoo. Yeah. Hoodoo. Hey, I can't hear it that much. That's because I turned it down. Get it back up. Hello, hello, hello. Henry, if you hosted a podcast, what would it be about? Nothing. Nothing? You just do whatever you felt like doing that day? Hello. <laughs> Wow. Well, I, I, I. Henry, I'll give you a coin for that dolphin toy. Hello. And <laughs> <laughs> Mama? Yes. I wonder when you're going to be done. Well, we're going to be done in about 20 minutes. Yeah, the 20 minutes is going to be a floating time. So the quicker you get out of here, the quicker you can go watch Stinky and Dirty. Thanks for joining us, Henry. We'll see you next week. Bye, Henry. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Holly. (laughs) All right. So let's... uh... 
I'm just going to read this one. Well, hang on. I want to address the voicemail oh, that was yes. telling us that yes, like, yes, yes. all the things that you're doing and I do mm-hmm. are much harder with two children. Yep. Fair. Which makes a world of sense. Yep. The fact that Dory and I still have games where it relies solely on individual performance and that we can still partake in is is good. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Fair point. Nine thirty um, you slept till that, that week, last week. Yeah, I did. Today, seven forty something. Well, I woke up earlier, but I was reading in bed. But you didn't even have the monitor. No, I didn't. Wow. Yeah. Um great husbanding me. <laughs> all right. We're just going to read this text and then we're going to take another break. Okay. Hi, quick tip for parents of only children. Don't act like they're only children. One of the concerns with only children is that they're used to being the center of attention because heck they are. You don't want them growing up thinking the focus is always on them, that they get their way, etc. So when faced with a decision, like should I bring my son this hat that he doesn't need but wants? Think, what would I do if I had two other kids at home? Answer, you wouldn't bring that hat because you wouldn't have the capacity. And then the child learns you aren't reacting to their every whim. Same goes for food annoyances you mentioned, eat what you are given or there are no other options. I'm not making five different meals. Pretend you have three kids. Would you make three meals or even listen to their complaints? It's kind of a win-win for one and done families. Just a thought, Anonymous. I mean, we try to give him a very limited number of options. Yeah. You know, I think I hear what you're saying, listener. My my worry is that sometimes as parents, we can get sort of like entrenched in these ideas and like, like what if it is just sort of easy for you to bring the hat? Who cares? You know what I mean? Like not everything has to be some like big lesson. Yes, but the larger idea of like, you can't always do what you want or get what you want. For sure. Which is in general, it's like, that's the, that's Henry's reasoning for everything. It's, I'm like, why do you want to, why you can't do that? Why do you want to do that? He's like, cause I want to. Yeah. I'm like, well, we can't always do everything we want to. Right. I think, I guess what I'm saying is like the vast majority of most kids days, they are not doing what they want. They're, or, or they're doing things that they, they might not necessarily not want to do them, but it's not like they got to decide what they do. You know what I mean? Right. So, I don't know. I'm I'm like, I'm 50-50 on this text, I guess, is what I'm saying. Um, All right. But I agree on the not making five different meals. However, you know, my parents had three kids, and like, my mom was definitely making my brother, like, Elio's pizza all the time. Well, your brother was a very special boy. He was. <laughs> We all know. Just this. ask. Yeah, just ask just my ask, dad. Just ask everybody. <laughs> uh, okay, right. let's take that break. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to eighty percent less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, we're back. Do you want to read this? Um... This is from Jennifer. Hi, Matt, Dory, Bo, Henry been a couple of weeks since i last wrote in my last email i'm sorry been a couple years since i last wrote in why did my brain insert weeks into there my last email was in 2018 when i was in the process of adopting a senior dog i remember when i wanted batman the dog i I do. do the senior dog yep since then my husband and i have adopted two senior dogs each one living out their golden years with us lots of love attention treats and joy before it's time to pass over the rainbow bridge the experience was a great and i highly recommend it to anyone interested in adopting a dog but it does not have the time or energy for a puppy or a young dog anyway the real reason i'm writing is i need advice regarding how to sleep train my daughter we were unusually lucky with her and she was a good sleeper from the beginning and able to sleep through the night at around four months the occasional sleep regression would last two to three nights and then she would reset herself however in december we've been dealing with an onslaught of colds teething 
schedule ignoring, family visitors, and it's messed everything up. She is almost 10 months old. We'll go to bed around 8 p.m. and start waking up repeatedly from 12 to 4. So it sounds like she's treating that 8 p.m. or as a nap. Uh, crying and then expecting to be held to go back to sleep. She typically wakes up between 6 and 7 to start the day. Ready to end this pain. Sorry, face. <laughs> and pain. Yeah. What advice, tips, tricks do you have uh, or other listeners have for me? Also note, my daughter sleeps in our bedroom, and we are thinking about using this time to also transition her to her own room. Is this a good idea, or should we do the sleep training while she's still in our room? Well, you can't sleep train while she's in your room. Uh, and once she's back on her schedule, move her, then move her out. Thank you in advance. Jennifer, 18 hundo, square feet, Florida, husband, daughter, one large TV, living room, size unknown. <laughs> I like size unknown. One hot dog so far in 2023. Um, I mean, we are not sleep training experts. I, I'm just going to caveat just everything by saying that. And also, but also that we are pro sleep training, which is maybe why you asked, because I know they're We're professional sleep trainers. That's what you just <laughs> said, right? Yes. Um, I think she's going to bed too late. Well, I think sure that's part of it. I mean, is it is the idea that you need that six to seven a.m. wake up? A couple questions that you can't answer right now. <laughs> I would try moving her bedtime back to latest seven, maybe even earlier. Um, I would also move her into her own room and sleep train her there. And I would um, try not to hold her to go back to sleep. Like, I think you're going to have to sort of like re-sleep train her. Yes. I mean, the problem, I mean, there are many, many problems as far as I'm concerned with the kids sleeping in the room with the parents. And I think the problem it's it's everybody's everybody's having that problem. Your daughter's having that problem. You guys are having that problem. All of your sleep is like reliant on each other. Anybody wakes up, then everybody wakes up, and then it just is a cycle of crazy. So, oh, my other question is: How many naps is she taking during the day? If she's taking, I'm wondering that too. If she's taking three, she should go to two. Um, I don't think she's quite ready to go to one, but she should, I, I believe she should not be taking more than two naps, um, in a day. So that's what I would do. Two naps, earlier bedtime, own room, re-sleep train, which means not holding her till she goes back to sleep. Um, I agree with all of that. Thank you. But if other listeners have um, also, you move, if you move that eight p.m. bedtime till to to you know six p.m., suddenly that twelve to four becomes ten to two, which is like way easier to deal with. That's true, but I I think I'm just saying if you were to change nothing I, but that, yeah, I think I think she will sleep better if you move her bedtime. I know it seems counterintuitive, but I, I think that that will happen. Okay. It's from Nicole. I'm writing in response to the person asking about childcare, I agree with you both that a nanny share is probably the best option. I cannot stress enough how inconvenient driving 25 minutes both ways to daycare would be. I do not recommend it. I sometimes find even the 10 minutes I need to drive to and from preschool burdensome. Anyway, I do know that a nanny share might not, not always be doable, so I wanted to offer an alternative, albeit temporary, solution that worked for us. We had, our doc we had our daughter in April 2020, and I was able to take six months of leave. After that, we weren't quite comfortable sending her to daycare due to COVID. We were somewhat able to make it work watching her while we worked from home because my schedule was relatively flexible and she napped a lot. However, it was incredibly difficult as she became increasingly mobile. Mm -hmm. Eventually, we ended up hiring a babysitter part-time. At the time, my daughter was taking two long morning and afternoon naps. We were able to work out childcare shifts. I did the morning shift. Our babysitter came for four hours midday in between naps, and then my husband had her after her afternoon nap. This could possibly work for a short time since your schedule is relatively flexible. We found this schedule to be easier than having to worry about two entire days without childcare. There are many babysitters that prefer part-time for various reasons. Ours was in between college and grad school and was just wanting to continue building her childcare experience since she was working on becoming a teacher. This setup worked really well for us until my daughter was ready to take one midday nap at around 15 months old. 
By then, we were comfortable sending her to daycare. You may have more luck finding a closer daycare by then, or may be able to tolerate the longer drive for a little bit until your child is preschool age. By the time my daughter was two, we were able to enroll her in a preschool that offered extended hours, and you may have more luck finding something like that closer to you. Good luck and congratulations. Good advice. I mean, the the day breakup is always a, uh, it's always good. Like when we would split Henry's day. Yeah. It's just more psychologically more doable. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's a period of time where you're not responsible for the, the, the being. Totally. Totally. Um, thank you for that. All right. We have one last email from our pal Julia in Austin. Matt, was the replica sonic screwdriver you bought a few years ago from rubber to rubber toe, rubber toe replicas. replicas yes if so the guy was on season five of the great pottery throwdown on hbo max what he was living oh in God. 840 square feet with one husband one almost five five month old baby one almost 13 year old cat one 65 inch television in the living room one 30 inch television in the bedroom and a total hot dog consumption is so far this year of five they're both they're you know i've i have the 10 and 11 Sonic screwdriver. Wow. Um, Big if true. In fact, hang on. Mm, Sounds great. Thank you. You're welcome. I got the David Tennant one too. These are made by the prop maker. Cool. Who made them for the show. Okay. Boy, oh boy. Talk right. about a wife who is like, half the time I'm talking about something, she's like, you're such a Dorcas Malorcus. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening, for writing in, for calling in. We appreciate you. We also really appreciate our Patreon supporters. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash adventure. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you'll get your name read on the podcast each month. And you also get the back catalog of the Patreon episodes if you support us there. So thank you to the following supporters. Caroline Crampton. Carolyn N. Uh, Carrie Muller. Casey Rowe. Chinami Worth. Corinne Morgan. Cynthia Meisner. Diana. Diana Robinson. Dona Gomez. Dr. Beverly Crusher. Edwina Goodingham. Elena Palling. Ellen. Emily. Aaron Gudge. Aaron Riley. Aaron Turley. Frederick Roy, brand ambassador for the Dura Sisters Forehead Ridge Cream made with genuine targ horn paste. Freya. Greta Truitt. Heather Hanley. Hendrick. Jackie G. Jennifer Sika. Jennifer Steele. Janie Fick. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Manolovich. Joanna Rao. Julia Schulenberg. 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 I knew that. Julie McLaren. We just talked about her. <laughs> uh... Kane McCall. Nope. Julie Phillips. What happened? You skipped Julie Phillips. I can't believe it. Yep. Uh, Caitlin Donahoe. Karen Thakershi. Kat C. Uh, Kate Marchanowski. Catherine Lene. And Catherine Shimmons. Thank you for supporting the Patreon. It's the only thing we ask. Come on, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's my only job. Please support the patron. Okay. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.